Welcome, sports fans, to another episode of the Detroit Lions Tomorrow. In this episode, I will preview the Lions game with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll have some stats for you and a story and a prediction at the end for you. In this segment, I will go over the Eagles' offense and the Lions' defense. The Eagles rank 20th in the NFL in passing, they're 15th in rushing, they're 21st overall, and they have the 18th highest scoring offense in the league. The Lions rank 22nd against the pass, 21st against the run, they're 25th overall, and they're ranked 25th in scoring defense. Not a lot you can say about the Lions' defense based on that. We knew it was going to be bad this year. Their secondary's decimated. The Eagles have an okay offense. It's a little below average statistically. But I think the nuance of it that's going to challenge the Lions, though they've seen, I would say, similar and arguably better in Lamar Jackson. Eagles run, I don't know if they run a similar offense, but if they do run an offense similar to the Ravens, I think the Lions are going to be more prepared for it than they were when they played the Ravens, though be it. They have a secondary that still cannot cover, and that's problematic. In the next segment, I will go over the Lions' offense and the Eagles' defense. Stay tuned to the Detroit Lions tomorrow on Ed's Sports Channel. Welcome back, everyone. In this segment, I will cover the Lions' offense and the Eagles' defense. For the Lions, they rank 17th in passing. They're 22nd in rushing. They have 24th overall defense, or offense, rather, and they're 28th in scoring offense. The Eagles rank 11th against the pass, 29th against the run, they're 17th overall, and they're 24th in scoring defense. Okay, I mentioned in the last segment the Eagles rank 20th against the pass. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, they rank 20th in passing, rather. The difference between the Lions and the Eagles in terms of passing yards per game is 5 yards. So not a lot of difference there. But obviously, in run defense, with the Eagles ranking 29th, even though the Lions are 22nd against the run, there have been some things that have kept the Lions from ranking higher in that category, I would say, and I'll cover that more in the next segment. But other than that, the other numbers are fairly comparable. And the Eagles are 24th in scoring defense. The Lions are 25th. The differential there is about two points per game, which can make the difference between a team winning and losing, no question about that. The point being of all this is, I mean, clearly the Lions' strength being their passing offense and the Eagles' strength is their pass defense. I think that's where one of the major battles is going to be. However, I think the converse, of, or not the converse, um, the converse within that will be the determining factor, perhaps, and that'll be, can the Lions run the ball on the Eagles? Because with the Eagles ranking 29th against the run, even though the Lions do rank where they are, they're capable of rushing for well over 150 yards in a game, if not perhaps right around the 200-yard mark. 
and it may be that's what it may take for them to win. We'll see. And I have some more thoughts on that later on in the show. In the next segment, I will go over the injuries for both teams. Stay tuned to the Detroit Lions tomorrow on Ed's Sports Channel. Welcome back, everyone. In this segment, I will go over the injuries for both teams. For the Eagles, cornerback Zach McPherson is out with a hamstring injury. Running back Miles Sanders is out with a foot and ankle injury. Safe, uh, excuse me, safety Anthony Harris is doubtful. He has a thumb and groin injury. And wide receiver J.J. Saya Whiteside is questionable with a back injury. Based on the based on practice, I would say JJ Aneka or Angia Whiteside will probably play. Anthony Harris, I believe, will be a game time decision, however. And that's going to be interesting because I'll get to this a little bit later on, but you look at it, Miles Sanders is their leading running back, and he's their second leading rusher next to Jalen Hurts. That's going to be significant. And then one of their cornerbacks being out, that can only help the Lions in their passing game, I would say. For the Lions, running back DeAndre Swift is questionable with a groin injury. Running back Jamal Williams is questionable with a thigh injury. Cornerback A.J. Parker is questionable with a neck injury. And Trey Flowers, once again, is questionable with a knee injury. Also, cornerback Jerry Jacobs is questionable as he has an illness that I believe is non-coronavirus related. However, in trying to find out his specific illness, I was unable to do so. So I can only assume if he's questionable, it's probably non-coronavirus related. In terms of DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, I mean, they've been nicked for a lot of this season. They've been able to play. I do think it's compromised Jamal Williams' effectiveness, certainly. But DeAndre Swift seems to be doing okay with everything. With that having been said, it certainly puts a dean in the Lions running game, to be sure. But it's been like this for several weeks now. And although I didn't mention the injury report, Taylor Decker is on day 17 of his 21-day protocol, which means he won't play tomorrow, but he'll be eligible to play next in next week's game. And it's unfortunate he's not playing because I think that would help the Lions that much more so, especially against the Eagles. In terms of Trey Flowers, I mean, Trey Flowers will play through this like he has before, but bear in mind, because, and presumably, I'm assuming he injured the same knee, and I think he did, as what kept him out for nine weeks. That's of great concern, especially since he's like that. That would make it very hard for the Lions to trade him if they were looking to do so, which I can't imagine why they wouldn't be at this stage, given his contract and how much cap space his salary or his contract is taking. In terms of AJ Parker, I mean everybody saw what happened to him last week that watched the Lions game against the Rams. If he plays tomorrow, it's going to be something. I don't know what the extent of his neck injury is, but you start getting in that area, you start talking about career threatening right away to be sure. 
In the next segment, I will talk about Jared Goff's career and go over it against the Eagles. Stay tuned to Detroit Lions tomorrow on Ed's Sports Channel. Welcome back, sports fans. In this segment, I will go over Jared Goff's career against the Eagles. Jared Goff is 1-2 in his career against the Eagles. He's actually 0-2 at home with his only win coming last year during the pandemic. And I believe it was week two of last year when the Rams went to Philadelphia and beat the Eagles. He's averaging 268 yards per game with five touchdowns and one interception. Now, on the surface, those are pretty good numbers. But what's really interesting about this is in two of the game, the two games he threw touchdown passes, he didn't throw an interception. And the one game he threw an interception, he didn't throw a touchdown pass. Now, if you factor in last year's game to it, his average is still around that because he threw for 267 yards last year. However, if you discount it completely, he has two touchdown passes and one interception against the Eagles. Which would mean, yes, he had three touchdown passes last year when no, when no fans were in the stands. And this will be the first time that the Lions have faced Jalen Hurts. However, Jalen Hurts to me reminds me a lot of, um, and now I'm not thinking of his name, uh, Lamar Jackson of the Ravens. I don't know how Jalen Hurts' arm compares to Lamar Jackson. I know he has a fairly good arm, though, and if he didn't, he wouldn't be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He lacks Lamar Jackson's speed, though, and that ought to help the Lions in pursuing him. So I would hope that they would be able to contain him in that regard, and then if they can do a fairly good job against the Eagles' running attack, they can make them a one-dimensional team, and that will certainly help them out tomorrow. In the next segment, I'm going to talk about Jared Goff's game against his former team last week and why I believe it's put him in the hot seat now for the Lions. Stay tuned to the Detroit Lions tomorrow on Ed's Sports Channel. Welcome back, sports fans. In this segment, I, I'm going to talk about why I believe Jared Goff's in the hot seat. However, before I do that, I need to talk about the game he had against the Rams last week, which is the reason why I believe he's in the hot seat, or at least ought to be. Jared Goff at the start of the game was playing really well, and the Lions had a trick, had the onside kick after they scored, or or I think it, it may have been to on the opening kickoff. Either way. It led to them getting the first 10 points of the game before Matt Stafford ever touched the football. Then they ran another trick play later on that also worked, which surprised me that it did because I thought that would really put the Rams on alert. However, eventually Matt Stafford was able to come back, and once the Rams had the lead, they went on to win. However, with that having been said, Jared Goff threw some really errant passes in the game, and the one that stood out to me was the one on the final drive, and with the Lions trailing by nine, they weren't going to win it on that one, where the receiver had to jump really high, it went off his hands, and was eventually intercepted. I think if Jared Goff does that one more time, 
he ought to be benched, and David Blau ought to be the Lions quarterback. And probably for the rest of the season until they can draft another quarterback next year. I was a very strong proponent against the Lions drafting a quarterback this year or for the foreseeable future. However, Jared Goff's play, and especially with throwing errant passes, cannot be. I mean, it wouldn't have been acceptable 40 years ago. It's certainly not going to be acceptable now. And I would imagine Dan Campbell is going to have a very short leash to that. My fear is, is that he will want to bring in Tim Boyle if he's ready to play. And I don't know if he's healthy or has recovered from his broken thumb or not. And I'm not certain if he's been activated. I don't believe he has. I really believe if Jared Goff isn't the person, that David Blau ought to be the quarterback for the Lions, at least for the rest of this season, so he can be evaluated. And there's certainly plenty of games left to do that in. In the final segment, I will give you my prediction for tomorrow's game between the Lions and the Eagles. Stay tuned to Detroit Lions tomorrow on Ed's Sports Channel. Welcome back, sports fans. In the final segment, I will have a prediction for you for tomorrow's game. I've had to think about this a lot since I made my original prediction at the start of the season that I thought this was a winnable game for the Lions. I still very much believe this is a winnable game for the Lions. However, statistically, plus the injuries, not just in number, but to the positions that they're to, makes this a heck of a lot harder for me. And what I mean by that is, I didn't anticipate the Lions not having Jeff Okuda for the majority of the season again like they did last year, or like they didn't have him last year for the majority of the season. I thought he would be able to make some really good strides with Dan Campbell as the head coach and Aaron Lenn as the defensive coordinator. Fortunately, that didn't happen, and the Lions were quickly down their two starting cornerbacks. Now they have two more cornerbacks who might not play tomorrow, and I don't see how they're going to be able to stop anybody from throwing the football. I mean, they struggled a lot against the Bears, and I believe the Bears are currently last in the NFL in total offense. And so I mean, it's just going to be an uphill battle for them against the pass, I would say, the rest of the season. Unfortunately, with that, that sets up things like play-action passing, and it makes another, the other team's running game a lot more effective. This is what I believe the pathway is to victory for the Lions tomorrow. They must rush for 180 yards, I would say. They might be able to run for 175, and win, but the point is they have to run for a lot of yards and have their highest run total of the season. They must also control the clock. They've had some games this year where they've held the ball for over 30 minutes. I think this is a game they need to hold the ball for at least 35 in order to win it. And if they run for 175 or 180 yards, I believe they'll be able to do that. Also, Jared Goff must protect the football without throwing some of the passes he's thrown that a wide receiver could not reasonably catch. I don't know why he started doing that, but that's got to be eliminated because the turnovers cannot be if the Lions are to win tomorrow. And then finally, if the Lions are able to contain Jalen Hurts, which I believe they have a good shot at doing, and can contain the Eagles running game, at least in that part, they'll have a shot to do it. 
The one thing I also believe the Lions are going to have to do is they're going to have to do something they haven't done since the first week of the season, and that is they're going to have to score 20 points at least in this game to win it. And they might even have to score closer to 30. I mean, look at what happened with the Raiders last week when they played the Eagles in the furious comeback the Eagles made against them. Case in point. I think this is going to be a close game throughout, and I don't see a blow. You know, I don't foresee a blowout either way. But the question being, do I think the Lions can win? Yes, I believe the Lions can win. Do I think the Lions will win? They will win if they run the football and control the clock and not turn the football over. That is the only way I can see that they're going to win tomorrow's game. And unfortunately, with them being the only winless team left in the NFL, and even though Chris Spielman's going to have his number retired at halftime, with Chris Spielman being a very hard luck player for the Lions, unfortunately, and I hate to throw water on all the Lions fans out there, I don't think the Lions are going to win tomorrow. I think it's going to be another one of those games like the Ravens and like the Vikings where they're going to battle and it's going to be close, but they're going to do enough on the wrong side of things or not do enough on the right side of things in order to not win, unfortunately. Bear in mind, the Lions have not lost the first eight games of the season, or even their first seven games of the season, as a matter of fact, since 2008. And I don't have to go over what happened that year. Every Lions fan knows about that. and It's not a year you want to mention in any season, much less the fact that it already had occurred. So, unfortunately, Lions fans, while I believe they can win tomorrow's game, I don't believe they will. And that will do it for another episode of the Detroit Lions tomorrow. I'm not certain right now when my next episode is going to be. It could be when the Lions have their Thanksgiving Day game against the Chicago Bears. I definitely plan on having the Detroit Lions for you then. Though it's going to be later on Wednesday because it'll take that long for me to get the injury report. So I would say it would be the Wednesday before Thanksgiving for sure. And if I'm able to have one before then, I will certainly try. Till then, the said Moss, signing off. Take care, everyone. If you're on the roads, drive very safely. As I'm extremely wet where I am. I don't know about where you are, but it is extremely wet where I am. If you're watching the Wolverines Spartans game, I hope you're enjoying it. Whatever you do, do it safely. Take care, and goodbye for now.